1: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Reed Reed Wilkins Wilkins on on Oilers Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. Slap steps to his right, curls one in front, score! 4-2, Edmonton!
0: Milan Lucic, a fight, a goal, and the Oilers finally beat a team from the Eastern Conference 6-3 over the New Jersey Devils here at Rogers Place, and that means for the second time this season, the Japanese Village goal light is on. On 630ched.com slash Oilers. You can go print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. We turn that on whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. You can get us at 780 496 0063. It's 10 My name is Reed Wilkins, former NHLR. Our inside the game analyst, Rob Brown, is here as well. The Oilers outscore the Devils 2 1 in every period. Oddly enough and Rob, some things happen today for the Oilers that haven't been happening. They get a power play goal at a very opportune time to take a one nothing lead. They had things going against them a little bit. Devils came back to tie it 2-2, but the Oilers get a quick goal right after that. It was only tied for 61 seconds, and then they uh, come out and are pretty assertive in the third period as well, which has been a problem for them over the last few games. All adds up to a 6-3 win. Well,
2: I I just counted, I think, 12 or 13 players on the team had a point tonight. This is a team that's had no secondary scoring all season long. Uh, A power play that had been... You know, detrimental to the team this year comes out and scores a goal early in the game to set the tone for the game. Uh, the physicality I mean, the others uh, are, are a physical team for the most part, but this one I mean, there's like uh, Larson comes out 13 hits, he wants to prove a point to his old teammates. The Strom line he strom's put back at center, and he, he plays a great game. Kajula, who we haven't noticed as much this year, who we were hoping would have a breakout this season, he's very involved tonight. Not only with the, the offense, he's very involved with the physicality. So they needed a big game. I think a lot of players that, as Bob said, knew what their strengths were, knew what brought them success in the National Hockey League, brought that part of their game tonight, and at the end they got breaks. Finally, things started going their way. And and I said it before, the Oilers were not playing poorly. In a lot of these games that they had lost, they were in them. And if they got the break instead of the opposition, they could have won those hockey games. Tonight, the breaks went their way with pucks going in off feet, pucks going in off legs, and, and it was a game that uh, I think the final score is very indicative of the play because I think the Oilers were the much better team throughout the night.
0: The Oilers, outshoot the Devils 42-33. Cam Talbot makes 30 saves for his 100th career victory. Patrick Maroon has extended his point streak to seven games. Connor McDavid gets three assists. His streak is to five games. Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl both on the score sheet as well. Their point streak goes to four games, and those are the four guys that we'd singled out as driving the offense. Though, as you mentioned, uh, Rob, some other guys able to get on the score sheet as well. With this, We should just update the special team story. That was the only power play in the whole game. So that's one way to have good penalty killing is is not to take a penalty because then you don't have to worry about it.
2: And That's another thing. that you know At the beginning of the season, the Oilers had – Poor specialty teams, and we've talked about that a lot. The goaltending at the beginning of the year wasn't Cam Talbot type of goaltending. But there's another thing that we didn't talk about lately but was a big problem, is they took a lot of dumb penalties in the first four or five games of the season. They were taking penalties they shouldn't be taking and putting out a penalty killer that couldn't kill penalties. As of late, they've been much better, much smarter, playing a much uh, more mature hockey game. Uh, type game, not taking the dumb penalties, not putting themselves in a position where they, they, they have to go out and kill off penalties. So you got to give them credit for that. And I, as well as we've blamed referees, you got to give the referees credit in tonight's game. They reffed a good game, and the Oilers never gave them the opportunity to have to make a call. Yep. So that's good on the Edmonton Oilers.
0: 6-3, the Oilers win it tonight. As Rob mentioned, a lot of contributions tonight. A lot of guys... You could uh, pick as standouts. The three stars were Larson, Cajula, and McDavid. Rob and I are going to give out the fourth star for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. I mentioned Talbot's 100th career win.
2: I, I, oh I, you I, I, are just a, a sucker you are and, a sucker and you for can stuff always pick like the that. winning goalie I you know what that, that's that's good I'm going to go with Ryan Strom <laughs> I thought Ryan Strom had a strong game tonight uh back at center he played well he had a goal uh he also was 73% in the faceoff dot as the Oilers were dominant tonight on faceoffs so my four star will be Ryan Strom
0: Yeah and I, I thought too Rob we, we the Devils are are I mean they're 9 and 3 and it's funny for the Devils if you look at their patterns They have won three in a row and then lost all season long to get to nine and three. So they've gone three W's, L, three W's, L, three W's, L. So you know they're a good team. You know they can score. And they got three tonight. A lot of times three gets you a win in the NHL. But but key moments of the game, the Oilers were much better in them tonight. First of all, first ten minutes, very good. Uh, The Devils came on. Hall scored. The Oilers kind of got it back together late in the first period. I mentioned the Oilers coming back right after uh, the Devils tied it and and getting a big goal. And then the third period, the Devils had a couple good shifts early, and then the Oilers kind of calmed it down and got forechecking again. As much as we talked about the Devils' speed, and we saw it, it but it wasn't overwhelming
2: to the Oilers tonight. No, I, I don't think it was at all. And I thought the Oilers' transition game was very good tonight against New Jersey. I thought they did a good job getting the puck up. And we talked about it between periods. The the one way that you're going to create more offense is by getting more players into the attack. And the Oilers did that tonight, and they did it very, very well. Clefbaum jumping up in the play, he scores a goal. Nurse numerous times jumping up in the play. Larson, Gr- any of the players, okay. Benning jumps up in the play, eventually sets up the uh, McDavid who goes back door to to I think that one was Dry side That was goal. So, so the Oilers are doing a good job getting their defensemen into the play, and that's part of the transition. And the one thing that Todd McClellan talked about earlier this season was they they have to play quicker. And that is one way of playing quicker. When there is a turnover and you are going the other way, quickly get into the play. And the Oilers' defensemen were very, very good at that tonight, getting up in the play and creating those odd man chances, and they took full advantage of it. And the Oilers scored six goals. There was probably four or five other should have been goals by the Oilers tonight. Leon Dreisettle sent Larson in from the point on a breakaway. And he set up uh, Patty Maroon, backdoor, wide open net. and I, I I think Maroon was surprised. I think he was surprised, too. And also, and then he looks up, he's got an empty net that even surprised him again. So this was a very, very good game for the Amitonos. And it was a, a confidence booster that the Oilers desperately needed.
0: We'll get to your phone calls in a minute. A lot made about the Devils. Taylor Hall, the former Oiler, has been having an exceptional season. He does score tonight to have 16 points in 12 games. Let's go down to the Devils dressing room here. Here's Hall. We had
3: good effort. Um, you know, our, our, uh, our attention to detail was there for the for the most part. I thought we just got to make more plays. Um, you know, coming out of our end in the in the neutral zone. Um, you know, you could see that they were they were making you know passes, they were making plays, they were they were finding ways to, to come through the neutral zone and make plays and get offense. And I thought, you know, we had we had trouble doing that, and that's on you know mostly the forwards just being better with the puck and uh, you know not spending so much time in our end.
2: You didn't get a chance to get on the power play tonight.
3: Yeah, that was a very clean game by them.
2: Do you feel like you guys uh, were moving your feet and doing enough that it was just a clean game?
3: I, you know, I, I think uh, I, there was probably a couple instances where there could have been a penalty, but, um, you know, I thought for the most part it was a pretty evenly ref game. I think, you know, they only had one power play as well, so you can't complain. I thought we had our chances to uh, uh, to make plays and, and to, you know, we got three goals. So you get three goals in this league, you should win. Um, You've got to find a way to defend better than, than we did.
4: You, you tie it up. It sucks the air out of the building. You think that would give you the momentum? What do you think happened?
3: Yeah, we've uh I think we struggled with uh just handling momentum changes in the last few games. Uh, you know, that's a part of the sport that there's not really a stat for. Um you have to be better at just kinda of managing the situation and knowing when, okay, you know, we've been hemmed in our end for a few minutes here, they've they've had some chances, let's go down and play in their end and, and make some high percentage plays and, and we have to get better at that. At the end of the game, there that puck going towards that empty net. They come up, came off your stick. I mean, just what you're thinking at that moment. Yeah, I was trying to make a play. I thought, you know, um, sometimes you on offense, you just want to play instinctual. And obviously, you know, the pass didn't didn't work. But it, you know, it didn't. I didn't put it on any of any of their uh, any of their tape. It uh, just a bad bounce. And you know, it's the way hockey goes, sometimes when it when it rains it pours. It seemed like uh, you know everything kind of went in for them. You know, bounces off skates and, and everything tonight. So just got to forget about it.
5: Taylor, it still seems that there's a lot for this team to be proud of. This is your first loss on the road uh, this season. There is still a lot to be proud
3: of for you guys. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, our record, you got to be proud of that, and you have to really, you know, take confidence in that. But at the same time, we were 9-3-3 and last year, and we finished um, 27th place. So we have a lot to learn and a lot to improve on. And, and uh, if you look at our last few games, we've been outshot and, and kind of outplayed a bit. So we got to figure it out quickly here, and hopefully we can get healthy at the same time.
5: The
4: biggest lesson from there you go, Reed Tiller Hall.
0: Thanks a lot, Scott Johnson, working in the Devils dressing room tonight. I, I thought that was a very astute comment by Hall, Rob, and it's sort of a, a, a theme you and I have on some shows is handling the momentum changes. I mean, there, you can play a tight defensive game, but the other team's always going to earn scoring chances. Something, some bad things are always going to happen to you in a hockey game and, and Hall made, made a good point that the Oilers managed some of those tense moments or critical moments better than the Devils did tonight.
2: They did tonight but we've seen the opposite happen with other yep. other games. I mean that one was a it was a tough one because the, the question was asked you know you got momentum what happened? Well I think what happened was a a weak goal was scored on Schneider. New Jersey was playing very well, and I think the they, when they tied it up, it was Clefbaum's goal was the next goal, and that yep. was not a, not a good goal. But having said that, it was a poor defensive coverage by the New Jersey Devils because Clefbaum jumped up in the play. No one took him. I don't know where their back checkers went, and Clefbaum Kleff, was able to walk in from center practically to one time the puck. So, yeah, it was a poor Probably a goal that should have been saved, but there also was a defensive breakdown right after you tie up the game. Now, on, on Hall, I thought Hall was excellent tonight. Yeah, he was dangerous. He, he, was, he was by far their best player. He had an excellent game, and it's funny because Larson might have been his best game of the year as well for, for, for the Oilers. Two guys getting traded for each other, going back against their old teams. You always want play to play well against your old team. And both of them did tonight.
0: So the Oilers win at 6-3. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We'll start off the phone calls with Greg tonight. Greg, thank you very much for
2: calling.
6: Hey, how's it going, guys?
2: Very good, thanks.
6: Uh, so, Rob, apparently we don't need you anymore for your goal scoring because uh, we're <laughs> well, that, pretty good. But, I guess uh, then I'll, just,
2: I'll stop riding the bike and getting into shape then.
6: Yeah, well, keep your skates tight, though, just in <laughs> case, right? So um, I know the Oilers 5-on-5, you know, all season long, it's, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, thank God we didn't have a be on the penalty kill tonight because you know how that works for us. But uh, um, I do like I was cheering for Hall a little bit tonight because he was one of my favorite Oilers, and you know he played a good game. But all in all, the Oilers tonight—they I thought they did really well. Um, I thought they came out of the gate strong and hard, and and for the first like three to five minutes, the play was in New Jersey's end the whole the whole the whole the whole like five minutes, and and it. You know the Oilers, um, not necessarily getting the bounces, but when when they play like they can play, they're a better team than their record indicates, and 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 a lot of people realize that. And as soon as they can put it together, um, I think the Oilers will 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 be a better team. Because um, I think it was Mc- Bob McKenzie said today that the Oilers uh, they say based on 95 points to make the playoffs. They have to win, like, what, 44 out of the next 72 games to be in the playoffs. Um, so, um, but they look good 5-on-5. Five five. Their special teams need to get better, but today was an overall good game.
0: Yeah, thanks, Greg. We appreciate it. I mean, I think fair, fair comment. Sure, about the the goal for the playoffs. Absolutely, there's a range that you you have to get in, and that's a good point by Greg. And I don't know, Bob was referencing some stats that uh, that he got earlier today too. Immediate goal: win two games in a row. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't you haven't done that yet this year. Well,
2: to, to me, I in the dressing, room, they're not worrying about playoffs, and you shouldn't be. There is a long season left, and I, I, I was. Thinking about it this afternoon, I wish I would have taken more time to do it. I am sure that over the course of last season, there was a 10 or 11-game segment where the Oilers only got 7 points.
0: Well, you know what, Rob? After they started 7-1 and one last year, they only won 7 of their next 22 games. They went 7, 10, and 5.
2: So there you go. So it, it just it looks it's magnified because it's at the beginning of the season. Just like a guy that doesn't score for his first 10 games, at the end of the year he might have 22 goals. Everyone forgets about the first 10 games. So uh, it's way too early to be worried about playoffs. It's more uh, a time right now to worry about the fact that they've got to start playing the way that they, they should be playing. And I think outside of the one game against the Capitals, they have played better once that road trip started. They didn't get all the results that they wanted, but they were playing better. They got back to playing the way they needed to play. And tonight was another example. Tonight was a game that we saw a lot last year, where there, when there was a breakdown, the goaltender made a big save, and then they would have a scramble a little bit in their own zone, and then they would strike. Mm-hmm. And it was a good night for the Edmontoners. And. They something to build off and now you're right. Let's go for two in a row. And then you work on the third one.
0: So the Oilers get to four seven and one on the season. They finally beat an Eastern team one five and one against the Eastern Conference this season. Let's bring Mo on to the show. Hey Mo, thanks a lot for calling.
7: Hey guys, how's it going? Doing quite well. Hey, uh I remember talking to you guys after the Chicago game smoke uh, from Toronto, um, I remember I remember telling you guys I was getting, uh, you know, I, I still had hope for the Oilers, like, you know, in Pennsylvania, but then, you know, seeing how everything transpired <clears throat> over the last week or so, uh, I was starting to get a bit worried, but, you know, I thought they played pretty good against Pittsburgh, uh, they struggled against Washington, but tonight I, I thought it all came together for them a little bit, um... You know, offensively, they're starting to get their mojo. You know, um, hopefully they can get some balanced scoring. I think they're really top-heavy. But, uh, you know, I think I'm think I liking what I'm seeing from Ryan Strom. Uh, the nuge has been really good for me all year. I've been a huge fan of his game. I think, like, you know, to bring an Eastern spin to it, I think he's having the kind of breakout year that, you know, a guy like Kadri is having for the Leafs. You know, because he was entrusted to take all the defensive zone draws, and he's been pressured by the coach to, you know, really fix his uh, face And I think he's doing a great job, and I think uh, if he gets more opportunities on the power play, I think he can have a real breakout here, like close to 60 points. What do you guys think about that?
0: Well, I think Nugent Hopkins off, is off to a very good start. Got an empty netter tonight, so he has six on the season. Had an assist as well. And, yeah, the faceoffs have been a nice story for Nugent Hopkins. Uh, nine out of 16 tonight for 56%. And to spin that into a larger picture, a team thing, Rob, the Oilers dominant in the circle tonight, 67% led by Dreisaitl, who took 17 face-offs and won 13 of them. And actually, Strom won 11 of 15. So that was a uh, night. And you know what I really noticed, too, Rob? The guys on the wings were jumping in and helping, too, and that that, that makes well, a big difference.
2: Well, I- if you're going to have success in the in the face-off circle, you need your wingers helping out because there's a lot of 50-50 ones, and if your wingers are better at it, at getting the puck to your defenseman, then you're, you're going to have a better success. It, we've How many years have we been doing this, five, six?
0: Well, this is the fifth for you and me. I think okay, it's so 11 now for you, or is this 12? 11, 12, I think, I think this it's 12 for, for me. You. Yeah.
2: and Well, in the five years that we've done, I've never heard you say the Oilers were dominant in the face-off circle. No. That's a lot of games that we've yeah. covered, <laughs> and they have not been. And, but it, for, for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, what it does is it creates, it creates more ice time because the coach is always going to feel safe putting you out there because you know he's, you're winning face-offs. And there was, we've watched over how much ice time that Mark Letestu got simply because there was no one else on the team that uh, Tom McClellan trusted to win a face-off in an important situation. So guys were being yanked off, or Latestu's line was put out there, or Latestu would move up and someone would move off a line. But now with Nugent Hopkins winning face-offs, and I know it's, it, it's only 11, 12 games, but... It is now 11, 12 games. Yeah. So, and he's shown consistency. So that's going to help him. It's going to help him gain more ice time. He's gained the trust of the coaching staff. And it also, the big thing, it gains confidence. Because when you're winning faceoffs, you feel good about yourself, and the rest of the game will just follow.
0: Oilers beat the Devils 6 3. We'll get back to your calls in a couple of minutes. Right now, for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices, here's head coach Todd McClellan.
3: Todd, was that um, kind of one of those complete efforts that everybody seemed to get on the right side of and, and stay on the
8: right side of? Uh, well, it was it was a complete effort uh, from everybody. We've actually had a few of those nights. I think when it hasn't gone our way, made a few too many mistakes. But um, what was nice to see was some other uh, some of the unusual suspects maybe getting on the score sheet. Their confidence level should go up a little bit, um, and and. Um, all three lines, basically, were it was a three-line game the way they rolled theirs out. All three lines played well, and then the utility guys pinched in when they needed to.
3: Uh, Adam Larson, I think, finished with 13 hits, three shots, eight or nine attempts on that, a bunch of blocks. Just just your thought on his night and the, and the elevators?
8: I thought it was a, a really good night on his behalf. You um, could see it early. He jumped into the offense. He was moving pucks well in the offensive zone, and then... Had a, a bit of a nasty edge to him, a, a physical edge that uh, was nice to see come back. Um, I think both him and Clef have, have got better over the past two games, kind of being away from each other for a while. Doesn't mean they can't go back together, but they both played, uh, played two pretty good games in, uh, in the last few nights.
1: Todd, we've seen some leads disappear recently. Uh, tonight, you had a two-nothing lead; it went away, but you claimed the game back. What did you do differently tonight to do to make that happen?
8: Actually, not a, you know, there wasn't a lot of of talk on the bench about doing anything differently. It just went our way, and um, the the big thing for for us wasn't getting scored on late in the period. In fact, scoring we broke that trend, and uh, Lucha's goal I think came real late in the period, and it. Uh, it gave us a, a sense of confidence going in into the second intermission, rather than uh, trying to regroup.
3: Lucic had a bit of frustration in the first, he said, and he maybe channeled that in a certain way that seemed to help his game tonight. Isn't yeah, he was uh, he was frustrated early.
8: Um, things weren't going his way, and um, sometimes when you have that type of response in your toolbox, it's a good thing to use every now and then and I uh, thought he was real good after that. Made some plays, got rewarded with, uh, with a goal, made some good defensive plays. Um, you know, so sometimes um, if you have it, use it. And maybe it brings out uh, some of the better, better play in you. Is this the best game Slepyshev has played this season? Uh, I would say that's a good, fair evaluation. Um, you know, as minutes went up, He was uh, quite effective all over the rink, I thought. Worked hard both ways. Um, You know, it it was uh, an effective game for him. That line was good for us.
0: All right, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, Edmonton beating New Jersey 6-3. A storyline going into this one was Slepeshev finding scoring from other players in the lineup, but two guys who have been scoring did get goals tonight, Drysleddle and Nugent Hopkins, but Kajula gets his first after having several good chances the last couple of games. Strom gets his second. Clefbaum gets his first, who's now up to 42 shots on goal for the year. So he finally gets one to go in. And Lucic, driving the net, gets his second of the season. So that secondary scoring, Rob, our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better with help from your chiropractor. Visit AlbertaChiro.com. And I've worked with you long enough. That when a goal goes in off a leg or off a player who maybe wasn't looking at the puck, I'm not allowed to call it a garbage goal because all <laughs> all goals are beautiful, all out the same. But but again, those the Lucic and the Strom goal specifically, the the or the, the goal scorer got better body position than the Devils defender. He was closer to the net.
2: He, he drove the net. He went to the 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 hard areas, the the blue paint, and even the the other goals, the the Kajula. The, the backdoor cajole, the, the dry sidle goal. They, they, they got into areas around the net. They hung out around the net. And that's what the Oilers have to do. And I think for a while there, the Oilers were getting tons of shots. They were, they were first in the league, I think, for a while in shots. They still might be. But it was perimeter. And it was always first shot. there's one shot, there was no rebound. there's no deflection. But tonight, they, they got to the area they needed to get to. And it's not easy standing in front of the net. It's not easy scoring goals in the National Hockey League. Uh, that's why the sub- celebrations are so big because you're so excited you finally put one in the net, but you have to pay a price to score goals. And tonight the Oilers paid a price, and because of that they scored six times. Six
0: three over the Devils seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll welcome Tony to overtime open line. Hey Tony, how
6: are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. So the thing I was happy about really tonight was you know I even struck on the power play. Well, a, fr- a good friend of mine actually told me this couple, uh, about a week ago that there's not much of a difference between the power, that the power play that we had last year to the power play that we had this year. This year. Yeah, there might be a couple of guys that are different, but my biggest my, like, I'm, it's awesome that we scored on the power play tonight because it was nothing fancy. It was just simple puck possession, all that kind of stuff. What do you guys think is the problem it, with our power play?
2: Well, there's actually, on the first power play unit for most of the season here, there was no difference between last year. That was last year's first power play unit. Exact same five guys that were incredibly successful last year. Um, I think the Oilers got a little stale on their power play. Where I don't think they moved enough. I think they fell in love with plays they'd had success with last year and kept going to the well time and time again. But the opposition was... They knew what they were doing. I mean, they have video. They know exactly what made the Oilers' power play successful. Tonight, the goal they got, uh, there was movement. Connor McDavid was on the opposite side as where he usually is and, and was able to find the puck and create something from over there. The Oilers, I, I've said from the very beginning, I don't care how bad the Oilers' power play started this year, they will have a good power play this year. There's just too much talent. It's the same guys. They know what they're going to do, and eventually they'll probably get back to the same unit they had for most of last year. Uh, they just needed some breaks, and tonight they got some breaks both on the power play as well as, as other goals as well.
0: Well, and I'm wondering, too, about that power play goal. Clefbaum holds it in. Yep. A guy charges at him. He throws the puck down the wall. Latestu shields the defender from the puck and throws it to McDavid. Mm-hmm. So now you've got two Devils pulled out against the boards, and then that allows McDavid and Kajula basically to have a little mini two-on-one you got down, your, down low. You got
2: your best player on a two-on-one down low. That's that's what you're trying to do. On a power play, you're trying to break it down and get uh, two-on-one somebody out there so that you've got the advantage because you should. you got a five-on-four, and the Oilers did that. And the way to get that two-on-one, that advantage, is you've got to make good plays and have good support. Clefbaum took a hit to make a play, but he had a guy to support him in Letestu. Letestu shielded the body off, made a play, but he had a guy in McDavid who was there to support him and then McDavid drives the net. So uh, it was just little things on their power play that the Oilers have just tweaked. And tonight they had success. Hopefully that success will translate into more success here Sunday and on the road trip.
0: 6-3 win for the Oilers as we look at the Advantage trailer rentals out of town scoreboard. The Predators lead the Ducks 4-3 with seven minutes left in the CFL. The Edmonton Eskimos will play on the road next week in the playoffs. We don't know where yet, but Winnipeg wrapped up second place, beating Calgary 23-5. The other game tonight, Hamilton crushing Montreal, thirty-three nothing. More of your phone calls, more post-game reaction. Oilers win the Devils, six, uh, beat the Devils six-three. It's Canadian Brew House overtime open line on the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center.
1: Six thirty, chair retrieved by Nurse over to Adam Larson, telegraphed a pass, turned it over, Ridge shot, saved made by Talbot on Drew Stafford, who had
0: been set up perfectly in the slot. So Camp Talbot gets his 100th career victory. That's his save of the game for Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armor at ArmorInsurance.ca. Oilers over the Devils, six-three. I, I have to correct this because it's bugging me. <laughs> apparently on the I can't say anything per, to per, you. Apparently on the on the face-off show, I said that Anton Slavchev is 23, and he turns 28 in May. <laughs> that would be incorrect. He turns 24 in May. He does not age four years it, at Well,
2: Washington. you know, the start to the season was it, it aged a lot of <laughs> players a little little quicker than they Ooh. wanted to. Jeez. So, I, okay, I, I told you that, that you did that. Don't tell me what I mess up, though, because I, I don't You need never to know, mess up. I mess up all the time. I make words up. I tell you that. <laughs> I'm no English well, major. Jack says I made a word up. I, well, Celebrity recommendor. Uh, to me, that's a real word. I mean, if we're on radio and we see it, it's got to be true.
0: 7804960063. We'll bring Terry onto the show. Hello, Terry.
7: Rob, Reed, uh, terrific show as usual. Um, Reed, the folks in Antlistle must be uh, smiling. Um, Rob, um, uh, I think Lucic must have heard you were working out because he <laughs> led the way finally. <laughs>
2: you know? uh, I could work out every day for seven hours a day and never look like Milan Lucic, <laughs> so I don't think he had much to worry about.
7: <laughs> well, anyways. You know, hats off to Larson. He, you know, he stood up to scrutiny on a tough night for him. And 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 finally, hats off to Nurseif. You know, finally looking like a number number five overall pick. I still wish we could have kept Hall. And finally, kudos to me. I'm taking a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of credit for this win too. I increased my beer consumption by one. You know, <laughs> oh, that's you think this,
2: you think that just
7: hockey players have superstitions? <laughs>
2: Hey, everyone that's, has to do what they have to do to help here. the winds. Yes. Uh, good absolutely. for you. <laughs> have Great you work. good night. Have a yes. good night.
0: And I, I don't want to give a small town uh, credit. I'm from Evansburg and Twistle's across the river. Oh, there you go. So.
2: Well, you know what? Kudos to like and did, Evansburg. I just feel, Yeah.
0: Since I'm correcting Slepashev's age, I don't want to be Mr. Correct Pants, but I am from Evansburg.
2: <laughs> and and another, a good point that he made there about the play of Darnell Nurse, because Darnell Nurse was, was very good again tonight, and he's playing, uh, I, I, I think he's playing better than I would have anticipated. Like, he has really stepped it up offensively, defensively, making smart decisions, getting involved at the right time. Uh, right now he's playing on the number one pairing and looks very comfortable there.
0: All right, so the Oilers get six tonight. That means a $150 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. They give $25 every time the Oilers score this season. You can follow the total on the Oilers page on 630shed.com. Before we go back to the phone lines, downstairs for GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices. He scored the Oilers' first goal this evening, his first of the season. And here's Drake Caggiula.
9: Don't get too high, don't get too low on, on uh, plays like that. Just uh, don't keep a level head and, and just go from there. A
4: lot of times that tying goal happens. And you got that goal, the third goal right away was what it minute later. How big was that sort of response?
9: Yeah, that's, that's huge for the team. Um, anytime we can bounce back right after they score and, and score one of our own, it uh, swings the momentum back in our favor, and uh, that was a huge goal for our, our squad.
10: The way you guys are able to start that game, what does that do to just the momentum, the mood of the team when everything's been sort of down? But you guys are able to get out such a good start.
9: Yeah, well, we haven't been able to, you know, score the first goal many times this season so far. And um, to get an early power play goal with, uh, you know, with our power play has been kind of struggling, I guess, throughout the season. It's, uh, you know, it was nice for our team to get that power play goal right off the bat and, and uh, you know, have a lead early in the period. We, we haven't been used to that, so um, you know, I think we had a great start and it kind of just uh, carried the momentum for the rest of the game.
10: For yourself, you got so many chances of late. Did you sense it was coming? it's nice to finally get. That first one.
9: Yeah, I, I, you know, I could feel it myself, and I uh, you know everyone in here and, and my friends and family back home watching. this that "Hey, it's gonna, it's gonna come, it's gonna come." Just stick with it, and I uh, know I was able to get one early, and uh, you know that kind of helped with the confidence as well. I was able to, you know, keep, keep making plays after that.
10: So many good teams for you guys as a, as a group tonight. So many good things to, to build off of. What does this do for the momentum here as you guys get ready for Sunday? Uh,
9: you know, well, we can enjoy it now, but uh, when we come to work tomorrow, we gotta forget about it. And just you know, take the positives from it and uh, learn from the negatives. And uh, when we play our game on Sunday, we to make sure that uh you know we bring the same type of intensity and, and you know not stray away from this game and uh, not be a one and done team. Thanks.
10: Breathe that's Drake Cajula.
0: All right, that's Brendan Ulrich talking to Drake Kajula. We're also keeping an eye on the Predators and the ducks. It's four three Nashville with a minute left where I think Anaheim yet just pulled their goalie. Were you surprised they didn't uh tonight New Jersey down five three. Tell, uh, Schneider went to the bench right with two minutes left, and it was bad timing for them because then the puck drifted back, and Nugent Hopkins got the empty netter. But they were—I thought—three oh, minutes, maybe he'll come out. But and even though the Devils were forechecking, they kept them right in there.
2: Well, yeah, and, and at one point the the Hall line was out there, and they didn't pull Schneider. To me, it, it, you've got to look at who you have on the ice. If you've got your your best players on the ice with two and a half minutes to go in the game, pull them then. Don't wait. Uh, just because you want to watch the clock come down, you want to have your goalie out with your best players on the ice, and then you're right. It was just bad timing you know. On that one, you, know, you can look at the score sheet because Schneider wasn't all the way off when that went in because nobody had jumped on the ice. Did he get credit for the goal against, or did they empty call it, net. They they call it an empty net? They call it empty
0: net because I think he might have just got to the bench. Okay. Six three. The Oilers win tonight. 63 four nine six zero zero six three. We'll bring Cam onto the show. Hey, Cam. Thanks for calling.
4: Boys, you better. Are you guys ready for a butt whooping tomorrow night when the Riders give it to the Eskimos or what?
0: Well, I'm ready for anything with the way the Eskimo season has gone. Uh, I, I think the Riders are not playing some of their better players, and we'll see what the Eskimos do now that they uh, don't have a chance at, at a home game.
4: Yeah, it's. Uh, it, it would be nice for the Riders to get into that East Day. Eh? If they can get into the East, there's a real good chance they're going to come into the Grey Cup, so. But anyways, I was just giving
0: you guys a hard no, it's time. No, it's okay. It is it is interesting. I, I, I'm I never convinced that that's an easier path because no team's ever done it. And, you know, Harris and Ray are pretty good quarterbacks too. Don't forget that.
4: Yeah, no, it's good. No, and I, I commend, I'm a huge Ryder fan, season tickets, my family has season tickets. Oh, cool. For 60 years, right? So, uh, But, I mean, we have a lot of respect for the Eskimos and uh, obviously very appreciative of of Chris Jones. He's done an awesome job there, but you guys are in good hands in Edmonton too. So it's good. Um, good game tonight. Hey, like uh, big thing is we got the good stops. I mean, Talbot had a nice had a nice save percentage. He did a good job. He made some some big saves. He was steady. And I just thought that the team just had much better energy. And uh, no, I was going to ask a technical question that I'll get off the phone here. Um, There seemed to be a force field kind of at the top of the circles heading into the uh, offensive zone at times, and it was more in the second period. I didn't think the guys were attacking through the dots, and I thought there was a lot of delays, and there just seemed to be uh, an impenetrable area there. They couldn't seem to get across the dots at the top of the circles. And I'm just wondering... Did you guys notice that? And if it is the case, it was just for about seven or eight minutes. If that's the case, was it a lack of assertiveness on the guy's parts, or was was uh, New Jersey doing something that was preventing them from getting through and uh, and and uh, really attacking? So I'll leave that with you guys. Thanks for the show, and uh, go Oilers.
2: Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm not exactly sure which moments you were talking about in the game. There's always going to be ebbs and flows of every hockey game. Sometimes where uh, everything you do works out well and all the bounces go your way and every play you make works out the way you want. And there's other times where it's the opposite. Um, I thought the Oilers did a good job attacking the net tonight. I thought they were much better in this game than they have been recently in in creating chances. I, I think it was... Luch was talking about the fact that they, they, they don't want to win every game 2-1. They want to put pressure on the other teams, be more aggressive, and I thought they were tonight by getting guys up in the play, getting men uh, in front of the net, uh, little short passes then with support and then attack, and getting guys in blue paint. So I, I don't know exactly what point you're asking about, but I think overall in the game, I thought the Oilers were much better at just taking the puck to the net. And a great example of it was the Lucic goal. Sleposhev not having uh, a great angle t- to score from, but knowing he has bodies in front of the net, puts the puck there and, you know, off, off a leg and in the net. So the Oilers need to do more of that, and tonight they found the success with it. They get the
0: 6-3 win. You'll have more post-game reaction, more of your phone calls ahead. Canadian Brewhouse over to... Now, from, from,
4: from the Osmond Broadcast, Broadcast Centre,
2: Reid Wilkins on
1: Oilers Radio, 6.30, 10. McDavid and Maroon. One-timer. Clap bomb score. 3-2, Edmonton. Clap bombs got first of the year and the Oilers are back in front.
0: Big goal in the second period, just 61 seconds after the Devils had tied the game 2-2. The Oilers go on to win 6-3 over New Jersey. Maroon gets an assist there. He has a seven-game point streak. McDavid, three helpers tonight. He has a five-gamer going. Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl also extending their point streaks to four games apiece. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 10:47. You're going to hear from Ryan Strom in a couple minutes, but first, let's get in Steve on the phone lines hello Steve hello? hello Steve hey how's it going doing great
11: uh, thanks for uh, being on the air tonight usually I listen to most of the games on uh, radio because I'm delivering pizza downtown oh cool and uh, I don't watch them on TV and I usually go to a couple games a year so uh, I appreciate you guys being on the radio uh, I had to turn it off though because I, I can't focus during the rush uh, especially when the other team scores, I start missing addresses and stuff.
5: So
11: <laughs> I changed uh, the station there for a bit. But uh, I just got to say, um, as a guy that, you know, can only afford to go a few times a year and stuff like that, like they sure come a long way in the last few years. And uh, like I went to the Dallas game this year and it was like, it was really good to see them win. I sat behind the nets; It was a good time. Uh, I think, uh I don't know. It just feels like it's more worth my money nowadays. Like I remember going to the watch them play Chicago and they're getting beat like seven one and stuff like that. And it was just it was hard to take. It, was, it hurts a lot more to pay that money to go sit there and uh, and have that kind of outcome. And uh, I think people are. I know like it's the beginning of the season and it's easy to focus on uh, losing streak and stuff like that. But I think people are, are, are you know kind of harsh and maybe they're forgetting about those times a little bit.
0: Uh, yeah well I mean those those were those were tough times I, I think I I have a th- I have a theory believe it or not Rob I know what Rob loves when I bring up my theories I think when you're a sports fan you always want your team to be one level better than they are I mean we used to take calls and people would say if they could just be if they could just miss the playoffs by 8 points that'd be better than 30 and, and then last year they got good and then it's like well they we got to get them into the West Final or into the, or, win, or winning the Stanley Cup. I just think that's the nature of being a fan. And why wouldn't you always want your team to have a little well, bit more than what they have? It's like I think when,
2: that's normal. It's like when you golf. You shoot 90, you want to shoot in the 80s. All of a sudden you shoot 80s. Well, now I want to be lower 80s. And then you just keep yeah. wanting to get but You're never satisfied.
0: Yeah, like I shot 150. Now I want to shoot 145.
2: Exactly. It, well, and it's the way it should be. You, want, you always want to be better than you are. And you always want your team to be better than they are. Um, I think right now, and we said we talked about this a lot last year. Enjoy the ride. I mean, it's not always going to be uh, positive. It's not always going to be good. There's going to be ebbs and flows of the of the season. There's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. Enjoy it, because at the end of the season, every championship team had a part of their season that was a downtime, and it's more fulfilling that you made it through that downtime and you able to overcome whatever adversity that you had. So enjoy the entire season because you never know which season is the one that the Oilers are going to finish on top at the end of the year. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I mean, I, I look at last year too. I mean, the Oilers won forty-seven games. That's thirty-five they didn't win. Now with overtime points, sometimes mm-hmm. you go to those feeling, feeling okay. And I think it, what a, I mean, the, what we've been through. I mean, the the first year I did the games, Rob, they started four fifteen and two. Like yep. it was, it was, and you knew they weren't going to improve. Yeah. Like so. Three, seven, and one this year. We'll see if they can put a run together here. But but you know, it's nice. People are talking about how do they improve? Do they need to change anything? Because I think they still feel that that there can be a push, and and they can climb as opposed to be like, oh, all right, three wins and eleven. It's already draft pick talk talk time. So uh, that's nice, and we, you know, I'm glad we're a, a connection for Steve while he's out there delivering pizzas. <laughs> he can bring. Well, we should try to order one. Well, I wonder if they'd let Steve up into the press box to bring us a pizza. Uh, no, security's pretty tight here. He's not getting tight. anywhere close. Well, if to they us. search the pizza, like wave that wand well, over the yeah, pizza. it's not like we're smuggling a knife.
2: Secu- it's not like we got a shiv in the pizza. They'll they'll send him up with the pizza and four pieces missing. I know how they work down there. <laughs> Get back to the phone lines in a second.
0: Oilers win six three tonight. Ryan Strom had a goal. Here he is.
10: Well, Ryan, um, just sort of take us through that game. It just seemed like it was uh, the most complete game you guys have been able to play maybe since the start of the season against Calgary.
12: Yeah, I think uh, you know, a little bit of a sense of urgency kind of kicked in. You know, obviously, when we get off to a tough start, it, you know, South's answering the same questions every day and coming to the rink and not feeling great. So, um, you know, guys took the initiative today. I thought we had a good, strong game from every line, and all the D played well, and it's a good, complete game. we got to keep things rolling and um, try to get another one here on Sunday.
10: What does it do for the momentum? Just when you guys get out there to such a good start. I mean, you could see even in the early going, a couple shifts, you guys didn't score, but it looked like yeah. you guys are ready to play. Yeah,
12: everyone had their legs. I think guys are ready to play, like you said, and um, not sure where that is every night, but uh, we'll take what we can get it, and hopefully, it's a you know a building, building block for us, and we can uh, continue to build on you know that foundation.
10: And for yourself, nice chipping with the goal and the winning effort.
12: Yeah, it's nice to kind of contribute. Obviously, you know. You know, been a little snake bit, I feel I feel like I could have a couple more by now. But you know, you'll take them anyway and get them. It's a tough league, obviously. You got to come every day and work hard and try to score. And um, sometimes you just got to get to the dirty areas. And uh, hopefully that can kickstart a little bit of a run here.
0: Thanks, Ryan.
10: Awesome. Thanks, Reed That's Ryan
12: Strom.
0: All right, that's Brendan work working the Oilers' dressing room tonight. Thanks a lot. Six three. The Oilers take it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Kent standing by. Kent, you're going to try to finish the play in a minute for an eight-day parking pass to JetSet U Park. Brought to you by JetSet Parking. Park cheap and easy. Visit JetSetParking.com. But first, give us your thought or your question.
5: Um. Well first thing is I really thought Taylor Hall was the first star of the game <laughs> I, I I just enjoyed watching him again and, and, and seeing him like really be the player that we knew he was going to be watching him all those years with Edmonton at least that's my feeling about it and i i was really happy to see uh larson with just a super solid performance my question is like kind of wonkish and statistical but i'd like but it's really a question for rob and i know he doesn't like wonkish statistical questions but <laughs> i think he'll get it um going into this game there was a lot uh sort of made about the oilers coursey four percentage or shot attempts four percentage being so strong and their um their, their their goals for percentage being so weak. So not taking a lot of shots but not scoring. And so I looked into the stats a little bit and I found that the defensemen are taking about 10% more shots this year than they have in the previous three years. And that fits with, like, McCollin's discussion about sort of activating defense and sort of, I guess, probably a league-wide discussion about getting defense active in... Uh, offensive play, so the question for Rob is when is it good for a defenseman to shoot and not? because basically what I see in the numbers is that for forwards their corsi four shooting percentage over the last three years was somewhere between five and six percent now it 's about four, and the defenseman it's at best about two that means your defense has to take like a hundred shot attempts to get two goals so that's a lot of pucks moving towards the net and I wonder like sometimes those pucks moving towards the net it seems like it almost takes scoring chances away from the forwards like there was one play in the second period tonight that I remember really distinctly where Griba took a shot attempt I don't know if it registered as a shot or not but he definitely had an attempt and Lucic was standing towards the net and that was kind of like one and done right and then the puck went, went around the boards and it was out so is there a point where activating your defenseman offensively actually gets you less offense for your forwards
2: no No. If a defenseman has the opportunity to shoot the puck, shoot the puck. If someone's in a better position than you to shoot the puck, we'll move it to them. I think there was a great example tonight on the dry settle goal. It was, and this is also a game management thing. Puck comes back to Benning. He has a chance to shoot, but there's a guy in his lane. So instead of risking getting the puck blocked... He makes them pass down to McDavid. McDavid throws it across to dry saddle. Smart play there by Benning, not shooting the puck when he was a 50-50 chance if it was going to get on net. They get a goal out of it. But if there's nobody in a better position and you can get the puck on net, shoot every time you want. Absolutely shoot, because when the shot, if the shot goes from the defenseman and it gets saved, that's creating a rebound chance, which is giving your forwards a chance to get a shot on net from a very good scoring area. So uh, activate your defense as much as you can. Shoot the puck from your defensive positioning as much as you can. Uh, there's never a bad play putting the puck on net. So uh, I, I don't look at all those analytical stuff that you were talking about. I'm just looking at, at uh, playing the game, you want to put pucks on net because every time you put a puck on the net, you have an opportunity to score. And tonight, a defenseman shot from the point, clef bomb It was not a great goal, but it was a goal. And that was a huge goal for the Edmonton Oilers at that time.
0: All right, let's see what Kellen Kennedy has for finish the play. To the point, you've got clef bomb Latestu curls to the McDavid, left circle. Oh, geez, that's a good one. Uh, Latestu to McDavid. That leads to an Oilers power play goal, Kent. Who scored it?
5: Um. Kajula. Oh, uh, Drake Kajula. Oh, very good.
1: Let's hear it. (laughs) To the point, you've got Bomb. Letestu curls to the McDavid. Left circle. Back door. Score. Beautiful feed. And Drake Kajula has his first goal of the year on the power play.
0: All right, good stuff. Kent wins, finish the play. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll have more post-game reaction, more thoughts as the Oilers beat the Devils 6-3. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre.
1: Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre, this is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. And now we've got a fight at center ice. And it will be Dalton Prout against Milan Lucic. This could be a good one. They're lined up right at center now. Lucic loads up. Prout short with the right hook. They're still squaring up. Haven't made body contact yet. Now a right hand from Prout lands. Lucic ties them up. Prout short with the right hook. Lucic looking for space. Lands with a right uppercut then a right to the chest, and another right uppercut. Straight right hand from Prout, overhand right Lucic, chopping right Milan Lucic, and now Proud has strung out a little bit. Eats a left jab, Lucic has that right-hand cock. Left jab from Prout, short with a right hook, and then a chopping right lands from Lucic. Another right, an overhand right from Lucic, chopping right Lucic, firing back with the right hands is Stolt Prout. And Heavyweight tilt at center ice. Lucic still looking for one more hammer-like blow. They'll be separated. Good
0: tilt. Good tilt indeed. Good call by Jack Michaels. Lucic versus Prout. Lucic also scores tonight. His goal turns out to be a big one. Made it 4-2 for the Oilers late in the second period, and the Oilers beat the Devils 6-3. It was the game winner. I got my math mixed up there.
2: Yeah, they scored late. To make it 5-3. You forgot about the third goal for the jersey. Well, Devils. I
0: didn't. I just was generally confused, Rob. Thanks for trying to make an excuse.
2: I was trying to help you. Well, you you thought that I it thought, should have yeah, been thought, disallowed. You thought, thought it should have been disallowed because it was a high stick. Well, that was close,
0: actually. I, that was, like, even with the crossbar, I think. It's just because the he Gibbons was really, goal. really yeah. small,
2: that player. So his stick looked a little bit higher on him. And I I, I don't think there was a good enough camera angle to overturn it. I think that whichever way the referee would have called it would have stayed, because I think there was not a, a perfect angle, the ones that I saw anyways, that showed whether it was over the, the bar or not.
0: Oilers improved to 4-7-1 and one on the season. They're 3-5 and five at home. Devils lose a road game for the first time this season. They're 5-1 and one away from home. 780-496-0063. We have Ryan standing by. Hey, Ryan, thanks for calling. Hey, how are you guys
1: doing tonight? Doing well. Um, I just had a couple points, and then I'll let you guys answer. One, if the long-term plan is that Liam's a center, at what point, and he had a great game tonight with Connor. but at what point do you think they start moving him to his own line? And then, two, do you think Slepeshev deserves to play on his own line or on the second line, a little bit higher up? I thought he looked pretty good tonight. And three, your current thoughts on the political climate in Spain. All right, thanks, guys.
7: The what? The political climate in Spain.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's great! The political climate in Spain. Oh, it's, well. That's.
0: Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's a beauty. I'm not sure. Me. Are no, we on the? I catal- loved his delivery there. That the was ca- awesome is, it, by Ryan. is it Catalonia? Is that what it's over there? Is that the?
0: Oh, the one that's trying to separate.
2: Separate? Yeah. Nah,
0: I think so. That's a good question. Um, I think. <laughs> Leon, I, I think that the long-term plan is for Leon Drysital to center his own line. That may not happen. Until both Kyler Yamamoto and Yessi Puliyrvy are in the NHL, that's what I think.
2: Uh, I, well,
0: I know you don't want it to
2: happen ever. Oh, dry Well, I don't know if the long-term plan is for sure for him to be a centerman. Th- okay, I think
0: ideally that's
2: what they want. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, he he's very comfortable with Connor McDavid. He plays well there. Connor likes having him there. If Nugent Hopkins plays well uh then you don't need to put him at center and you got Strom who's much more comfortable playing center as well uh, i i think everything changes day to day based on who's healthy who's not healthy who's playing well who's not playing well uh when it comes to Slepyshev, Slepyshev will start on the second line in the next game cuz he had a good game tonight and then they will reevaluate after that game and, and go forward until Slepyshev has a string of consistent games playing with the second line. Uh, he will always be a game time decision is whether or not that's where he plays or not. Tonight was a very good game for Anton.
0: Oilers win 6-3. Adam Larson had an assist. Six blocked shots and 13 hits. Here he is. 13 hits tonight. Uh, did you have a little extra juice going against your former club?
13: Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, obviously when the team plays good, you, you try to give it a little spark and i thought i had a little extra jump in my steps today
12: and as a team as a whole is this as close as it comes to just a good win you guys close it out get one on the power play for you guys what did this feel like tonight
13: yeah i i, I think so uh i thought we came out of the gate pretty good and after that we just kept it rolling obviously it's a 2-2 game at one point but we answered and uh that got us to win
3: Adam, I'm not sure what your hit totals were coming into the game, but did, was being more physical something that you felt you wanted to do? You had 13 hits
13: in it. Well, yeah, for me, it's, you know, I'm not a power play guy or I'm not a, I wouldn't say I necessarily <laughs> should have 13 hits a game, but uh, physicality is part of my game, and uh, I did that tonight. way you, well, you is something that could kind of, get the momentum going in edmonton's favor you guys have kind of been on the verge for a little bit you just needed a push to get them. uh well it's it's a start uh obviously we have a big hole to fill here and it's not two points it's not going to get us too far so we can't really look too far ahead we can't feel good about it tonight but I realize we have to get back to work tomorrow agreed that's adam
0: all right, thanks, Brendan. And, yeah, the Oilers will practice tomorrow. They play New Jersey Sunday afternoon, and they, they have a lot of work to do. They need to repeat games like this. They have to keep uh, building, try to string some points together. They're just 4-7-1 and one on the season. The only team they're ahead of in the Western Conference is arizona who have just three points uh, The the orders are five points out of a playoff spot if you want to start looking at that at this point of the year seven eight zero 63 we'll go to alan on the line alan thank you for calling
9: hey how you doing today
0: doing very well
7: that's good uh, just want a couple comments here first off what a great game from uh, milan lucic uh he played awesome today a little bit of fighting a little bit of playing good so that was great uh, secondly, I just wanted to know what your guys' thoughts are on the lasting effects of communism on modern-day Europe.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
7: well, it's interesting,
2: Alan. Thank you very much, boys. Uh, <laughs> that's great. I'm going to have to start reading, like, real <laughs> books s- before I come to work now. We're going to nowadays. start giving
0: out a prize for the best political question w- we get. Uh, Lucic ha- has uh, been criticized this year. He has not looked comfortable at times, you know, hasn't uh, hasn't always handled the puck cleanly. Uh, hasn't been uh, getting to the net, but he did that tonight. And, and Bob made a point. Let me ask you this, Rob. Now, there's not as much. There is, is still fighting in the NHL. There's not as much fighting. Plus, Milan Lucic has been in the league a, a, a decade. It's not like there's guys lining up to fight him, because most guys feel like they might not do that well. Prout, obviously, uh, was, that was a pretty good fight. Um, does some players need that, though? Like, does he need to find a fight every X number of games to, to get himself going? How do you um, look at that?
2: I, I, I look at it, he needed it tonight because he was frustrated. Mm-hmm. He was frustrated, frustrated in the way his first period went. He, and that just magnified the way the start of the season went. And he just needed someone to beat on to get that frustration out. And as you said, there's not a lot of guys that are going to take him on because they're going to lose the fight. And no one really wants to get into a fight that they know they're going to lose to start with. So he needed to, to vent his frustration, whether it was being a big hit, getting into a fight. And you could see when he came out for the second period that he was going to be physical. That things weren't going right for him when it came to playmaking or putting the puck in the net. So he became a physical force. But what we've seen, and it's funny, there's a player that used to play here, Sam Gagne. When he struggled, he would get into doing little things like that. He would get into a fight, which was not his nature. Or he'd go hit someone, and it got him back into the game. He felt like he was doing something for his team. And I think Milan was doing that as well tonight. I'm not producing... But I'm capable of changing the complexion of the game in different ways so I'm going to be a contributor to this team and when players do that then all of a sudden the other parts of the games comes because they're not thinking so much about it anymore because they've their juices are flowing the adrenaline's flowing and everything else seems to fall into place so players like Milan occasionally do need to do that and it doesn't always have to be a fight sometimes it's a physical play when when Cassian's playing his best it's when he's physical. That's when he gets his best offensive chances is when he's a physical hockey player. Milan's the same way.
0: Oilers win 6-3 over the Devils. We'll just uh, touch on some other guys. Th- uh, Drake Kajula, and we mentioned he's been close. We didn't even talk about it. The, was that against Washington? He tried that b- between the left Oh, that was shots, a great play, yes. And he, and he hit the post, and, and he wasn't doing it to show off. That was the best mm-hmm. angle he had to get his stick on the puck. He's rewarded tonight with a goal and an assist. And I think what we saw from the Oilers And and you and I have talked about it, that that everybody has to check. Everybody has – and checking isn't necessarily body checking, but it's body position. And it's, okay, maybe you can't steal the puck, knock it out of the way. I mean, the Oilers did a better job, I thought, keeping pucks alive on the forecheck. And I thought they played a little more desperate in front of their own net. I mean, there's always going to be – you talk goalies – Always want to control rebounds, but there will still always be rebounds. Swipe it out of the way, swipe it to the corner. I thought the Oilers did a better job with some of those little things, too.
2: Well, I, I think you used the word that there that described the Oilers tonight they played desperate, and I don't think they've played desperate in a lot of the games. I think uh, with the word, I don't know, arrogant, um, maybe overconfident, they were in some games this year where well, they well, that
0: three game home yeah, where for where they
2: sure. I, the, the expectation was they were going to win and they got, they got away from the things that made them successful, the, 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 the details. And tonight they played much more desperate, and you saw it in the first 10 minutes of this hockey game. Is they weren't, the shot clock didn't really show the, the type of play that was happening on the ice because the others were dominating in the first 10 minutes. The New-, New Jersey Devils could not get the puck out of their zone. And when they did, they were just icing it. And the Oilers were just coming one line after another after another because they played desperate. Every 50-50 puck, they got to. If there was a block shot needed, they blocked a shot. They cleared things in front of their own net. They were physical. So that's the way the Oilers need to play. And when they play that way, they will be successful.
0: 6-3, the Oilers take it. Some final thoughts when we get back. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre.
1: This is the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line. Now from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, six thirty. Chan.
0: It's eleven eighteen. Really appreciate you staying up with us tonight. The Oilers have beaten the New Jersey Devils six three. They're four seven and one on the year. They'll try to win two in a row for the first time all season when they take on Detroit Sunday afternoon. The Devils, meanwhile. Excellent start, even with tonight's loss, they are nine and three on the year. Their head coach is John Hines.
5: John Taylor said that he felt that maybe there was a lack of killer instinct against a team that's been struggling this year. What did you feel in terms of that? Uh,
14: you know, I just think we, did, we didn't play consistently enough through the game. I thought there was times where we had uh, good opportunities and had good pushes. I thought early in the game they had momentum and then we had momentum and then, um, yeah, we had. Really, I mean, we, we had some breakdowns in in the D zone. And they wound up scoring a few goals on it there.
2: Is this one a little bit more on the defensive zone coverage, whether it was a forward or a, or a defenseman, in terms of the fact that you did get three goals?
14: Three goals in the defensive zone? No,
2: in other words, you scored three. So is this one less about not scoring and more about not protecting your own net?
14: Uh... I, I wouldn't say on that. I, I, mean, I just think when you look at the game, we we you know we had some mistakes, and I mean their top line. You know, put some in the net, and, and and we made some we we made some mistakes when the most deadly players on the ice were there. So we got to we got to take from le- some lessons from that, and. Um, I think we can be better. I think we can be better than we were tonight, and we got to have a day tomorrow to, to regroup and play a better game and make sure we finish the road trip uh, better than we did tonight.
2: Your players have said that throughout, even after wins, that we can be better. Are, are you encouraged by
14: that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, you know, you've never arrived. You always want to try to be, be able to get better. You take the end results, you know. Um, your process can't change regardless of the end result. So if you win, you know, you, didn't, you never played a perfect game, and when you lose, sometimes it's not as bad as you think it is. But we'll go back, we'll watch the video, we'll have a good practice, and, and meeting tomorrow and make sure we clean up some of the areas we weren't good in tonight. And, you know, I think we all think we can be a little bit better than we were. Can you do more to, to generate some, pen, you know, some power plays,
8: just one for the two games on this road trip. Is, is that
14: something you can do, or is that just the way it's being called? Well, I think if we, you know, I think sometimes you can put yourself in 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 positions by the way you play to be able to get yourself on the power play. If you're a little bit harder on the puck, a little bit more attacking, get yourself, you know, lots of times where you're playing with the puck a little bit more and more in the attack than we have been the last few games. Sometimes you get yourself in situations where you can draw a few more penalties. They only
2: got one power play, but the fact that it came early and they have been a team that's struggling did it maybe give them a little
14: life yeah i thought it certainly gave them life they you know they obviously scored on it and uh you know i think we you know we it took a little life out of us right away uh and then they kind of jumped on it again in that first five minutes but i thought we gathered ourselves pretty well after the after that uh part of the game and then you know got ourselves right back in it and we just made some mistakes and it cost us thanks thanks, thanks. Nice you good. guys
0: all right, John Hines, head coach of the New Jersey Devils. Scott Johnson covering the visitors' locker room for us tonight here at Rogers Place. So the Oilers 2-2 two and two with one game to go on their five-game homestand. You will hear that on 6.30, Ched. Sunday afternoon, 12.30 for the face-off show. The game will start at 2.00. Tomorrow night, we have football. We'll actually start in the afternoon, 3.30 with the countdown to kickoff. 5 o'clock for the start of the game. Eskimos at Rough Riders. Winnipeg beat Calgary tonight. So the Eskimos cannot finish second in the West. They'll finish third or fourth, depending on whether they win or lose tomorrow want to thank Kellen Kennedy. He's our studio producer this evening back at 630 Chet. Our engineer here at Rogers Place is Troy Bowler. You can get more on the Oilers page on 630chet.com. And don't forget, the Japanese Village goal light is on, so you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village because the Oilers scored more than five in the game tonight. On behalf of Rob Brown, my name is Reed Wilkins. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. The final Oilers 6, Devils 3. <laughs>